The playoffs on on Round Guy Radio are sponsored by, are powered by the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries. Uh, also, we're sponsoring the uh, Home Plate Sports Cards, uh, Sports Cards and Collectibles Show at the uh, Penn Central Mall in Oscaloosa uh, tomorrow morning, uh, uh, t- ten to five. Uh, but uh, the sponsor for this uh, episode here would have to be. Uh, Rob Moore and the Livestock Risk Management Partnership Group because they sponsor both of these teams in what we're billing as the Southeast Iowa Super Bowl. Uh, this game is, is gone mad. It's just gone crazy. Everybody in, in 10 counties is going this game. i got a couple guys that are going to help us talk about this Winfield Mount Union Holy Trinity game at, uh, uh, at in Fairfield tomorrow night. Uh, We've got Scotty Melvin. Welcome, Scotty. Hey, guys. How's it going? And we got Waco Warriors coach, Coach Kissel. Welcome program, Coach. No, thanks for having me on. Well, Coach, uh, Scotty and I alternate uh, uh, questions to you, but I'm going to start since it's my show here. Uh, I just got done talking to Coach Perkins, uh, a Fairfield Trojans uh, basketball coach, and asking him what kind of crowd he expected. And he said that uh, when he was 12 years old, uh, during the Jess Settles, uh, uh, Clay Edwards era at Winfield Mount Union, uh, throw Coach Rawson in there too. Uh, uh, he said they had a uh, substate there in Fairfield, and he said it was the, as far as he knows, the big, the most attended event uh, uh, that they've ever seen in that gym. What kind of crowd are we going to see tonight or Saturday night for this game? Like you said, there's a lot of interest in this game. There's a lot of excitement. You have two great programs we are to meet. Uh, both are hungry for a chance to go to state for the first time in a, in a long time. And so I think both communities are going to turn out. And you got guys like me that played them this year and uh, respect both coaches, respect the players, and we're looking forward to seeing a good game. So it's going to be packed. Uh, we played there a couple of years back against Danville in a sub-state game, and it was it was packed that night, and I tell you what, it was a warm and uh, exciting environment, loud, and uh, you had people all the way up in the top rows, and they could, you know, screaming and hollering, and so it's a great environment, and I'm sure these two teams are going to enjoy the experience. Go ahead, Scotty. Well, I was telling you both that the last time I was at a sub-state game in Fairfield, darn near 20 years ago, it was when the Danville Bears were looking for a three-peat. They came in undefeated with probably one of the more heralded uh, senior classes of basketball players uh, to hit this area, at least in that era. And uh, they lost to Williamsburg, who had a losing record. That place was rocking and it was loud. So I'm looking forward to, to a raucous crowd and, uh, and a lot of uh, that, that energy that we saw in Minneapolis the other night. But, Coach, I want to get right after uh, the Holy Trinity um, team as far as the, the, what you need to do to take them out of their game, I guess. And I saw it firsthand literally days after you guys had just barely lost in the shootout uh, down there in Burlington. They came to Danville, and I was at the game. And Danville's game plan was to take Connor Geeling out of the game, and they did it successfully. And Trinity couldn't quite ever, you know, get over the hump and, and uh, catch up to, to Danville the entire game. And, and Danville won the game going away. Um, and, of course, I know it's not that simple to take one guy out because this team is very well-rounded, but um, what do you think about that being kind of uh, something to focus on for Coach Edwards and his team? 
Yeah, we saw him in the shootout, and that was something that uh, we were not able to do. Connor had a great game against us. Um, our focus was on another fine post player to have in Luke Helge. And so they have a kind of a two-headed uh, monster there, uh, and those two fellas. And they just do a great job playing off each other, uh, not to mention their guards. And so uh, Winfield, though, does have the size to match up with those guys, and they're athletic enough uh, with Abram Edwards and uh, Cam Buffington. So uh, both teams got a, got a handful there because they're – all year they've been able to, uh, you mentioned Danville had the size to match up with them, but uh, not too many teams have. And so that's going to be a challenge. And so now we'll see what the backcourts can do as far as uh, I think that's probably going to be the key. Who can get the most out of their backcourts? Because uh, frontcourt, frontcourt, they're pretty good. All right. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, what I kind of see as an interesting matchup here uh, is – Abram has the size, and he has the strength. There's no question about it. Uh, but Connor Galing, uh, not well, he's just a little bit undersized compared to Abram, maybe an uh, inch or two. Uh, Connor's a very athletic. Uh, you know, we call him the Iron Horse. Um, he doesn't do a lot of things. You know, he's kind of a player, uh, maybe like an Evan Vivito, that does a couple things really, really well. Uh, uh, but one of the things Connor can do is he can jump really high he can get rebounds and he can score uh um what about that bigger kid maybe a a, a very a, against a very athletic kid no like i said at this time of year officials usually let a little more uh, go inside so it's going to be physical in there and that's kind of an advantage for abram but like you said uh, Connor can get some space he can elevate and get above that contact and he can finish he does a great job both on the left or right block coming up from that short corner. And uh, his guards do a great job getting him in a position to score. And so uh, that's going to be a challenge for Winfield to kind of keep those guards in front of him so they can't get that nice angle to get it to going down inside. So, it's, like I said, this time of year, it'll be interesting. Go ahead, Scotty. Well, that's something I noticed. Uh, his you guys down there, Brandon, at the shootout was he likes to – I think Abram and uh, Cam usually are. So 
that's a nice luxury the Anvil had that night. But yeah, like I said, I think the ball pressure, not allowing them to, not allowing Holy Trinity to get penetration, not allowing Winfield. I mean, both these teams are very, uh, I don't know how you want to say it. They both rely on their bigs, and then their perimeter guys knock down shots when needed. So I just think it's going to be which backcourt, what guard can knock down, get hot, and hit some shots and open up the inside. I think both teams are going to pack it in and say, hey, do your damage outside. We're going to take care of business inside. And so your X factors are those guards out there, the Jake Edwards, that he knocked down two or three shots, uh, laying wrong on the outside. Like I said, you just go down their starting lineups and they just mirror each other. So which team has the confidence hit the big shots and make that run and put the other team away because it's going to go down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be a great game. All right, well, uh, let me ask you about uh, Adam Subcheck. Uh he leads the state in assists. He he has on occasion scored a lot of points, uh, but he don't necessarily, you know, he's he's not real selfish and tries to take shots, but he's really good at giving the ball to somebody who's going to score, isn't he? Adam does a great job controlling their game, getting them into things. Uh, like you said, against uh, North Mahaska the other night, he hit two big threes at the top of the key, so he can score. I saw him being aggressive, taking it to the basket and knocking down some free throws when they needed it. Uh, he seemed to be the run stopper for Holy Trinity that night. And uh, he's a great player. And he's only a junior. He's only going to get better. And so I always talk with uh, Coach Jay Coble up here. We always are interested. Unfortunately, we always are watching these games sometimes. But there's always that, you're talking about X Factor. Who's going to be the kid that steps up that you really don't, expect to and uh hits a couple big shots during this game and uh adam's a great a great guy to kind of identify as that he could be that guy go ahead scotty well uh you know this is one where it's hard for me to come up with too many questions (laughs) the ones i have were just going to be answered you know when they when they square off i've had the luxury of seeing both these teams play quite a bit here at the end of the season, uh, either on live stream or, or in person. And, you know, you brought up an interesting point, Coach, where you're talking about the rest letting them play. I have no idea how physical that game was going to be uh, between Winfield Mount Union and Burlington Notre Dame the other night. I saw some things there that rest let go that I, I'm shocked they let go in a high school game, to be honest. But I, I couldn't really gripe about it because it, it was for both, you know, went both ways and it was uh, – letting the kids play and letting them decide things. And, and I'm, I'm never against that. But uh, I wonder who you think might have uh, the advantage physically in a game like that between these two. I would have given it the other night to Winfield Mount Union hands down. But quite honestly, I felt like for a large part of that game, Notre Dame was definitely the aggressor and the more physical team. Uh, they just couldn't sustain it through the fourth quarter. No. And that's where I think you're going to see it. Uh Tomorrow night against Holy Trinity, you know, when that fourth quarter comes around, uh, you don't have to worry about those fouls or anything. That's where it seems like Cam Buffington really steps up, gets really aggressive going to the glass. They see Abram doing the same thing because uh, they're not as worried. They can relax more and just play. And so uh, inside there, you know, you got two Division One athletes and Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards, so it's hard to go against them. But uh, – Luke is just so, I don't know, big man, I don't know how you want to say that, this sneaky strong where he has such good body control, uh, he'll bounce off you, he can still finish, uh, he'll take you outside, which is a little different dimension than those guys have guarded before. 
Uh, and then Connor, uh, we're talking about this as a tremendous leaper, tremendous athlete. And the guards, like I say, they do a great job finding him in space where he can use that athleticism to finish. He said he gets behind the defense, and that's because whether it's Sobchak or either one of the rungs penetrating, they create that angle for him where he can just catch it, go up and finish. So they just have a great game plan there to get those guys looks that they can finish. And so physically, Winfield probably has the advantage, but uh, just a little skill-wise, I think you have to give the nod to Holy Trinity. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, there's a couple of players on each team here, and I'm kind of wondering if maybe if one of these, one player or the other has the better game, it could be the, the, the difference. And I'm talking about Lane Run for Holy Trinity and Jake Edwards for uh, Winfield Mount Union. Both are just uh, tremendous threats from the outside. And uh, the other night you saw it when Notre Dame had their 14-point lead, all of a sudden Jake hits two or three threes there, and just all of a sudden, boom, that lead is gone, and that's something Jake can do, especially when you're paying all that attention inside to uh, those two big posts. And so he does a great job in lane. He's just the mirror of that. He's on that other side, and you're focusing on Helge and Gelling inside. All of a sudden, he's spotting up on the outside, and uh, John Helge has a great, you know, great way to scheme them open, too, and get shots for Lane when he feels he needs it or uh, Luke when he needs that shot. So uh, both coaches do a great job just giving those guys opportunity. And so uh, they're going to get their shots just to see who can uh, knock them down tomorrow night. Well, go ahead, Scotty. Well, guys, I think uh, for me, I'm just going to make a comment here. And for me, the X factor I got my eye on because I've seen him uh, play into Winfield Mahina's success, whether he's on the floor or not, uh, in a big way, and that's Gabe Hemsworth because of his ball handling skills, his shooting ability. When he's on, I've seen uh, games where, like in the Danville Winfield Mahina game, early in the game, Danville's game plan did a pretty good job of taking Abram and Cam out of things as the teams were feeling each other out and whatnot through that first quarter. But Gabe stepped up and hit a bunch of threes, uh, had 10 points, I think, early on, um, and, and it was fast. And uh, so... He, he helped them out, kept them in the game until everybody else kind of got rolling and they felt things through and, and of course, uh, took control. On the flip side, he got in foul trouble. He was the one guy the refs picked on uh, in the game against Notre Dame at Mediapolis. And, uh, you know, he, he had to come out of the game for a pretty good stretch. And it really affected, I thought, uh, Winfield Mount Union's um, offense. I mean, not only for him being a, a possible shooter out there, but uh, you know, running the offense and everything and being a distributor, but uh, I don't know. For me, Gabe's, Gabe's my X factor. I got my eye on tomorrow night. I think he gets forgotten about a lot, and uh, I think he's a big key to their success. No, Gabe's a great player. Uh, he had two big games against us. Uh, probably the difference maker in the first game is he hit like two threes right in the first quarter there that kind of gave them the lead that we could never come back from. And if you watched him in our second game, he had a spurt there in the third quarter where I think he had about 11 points, it seemed like. Uh, he's that guy, he just plays with confidence, and he goes to the basket. He's quicker than you think he is, and he jumps higher than you think he does, and he, he shoots better than you think he does. He just, you know, you underestimate him, and Gabe comes out there and plays with, like I said, great confidence. Uh, the shots, you know, the games that, other games I've seen, like with the West Burlington game, uh, the shot was just a little off. And yeah. you can see that in the Winfield offenses. Gabe's missing just a little bit there. You talked about the foul trouble uh, the other night. You know, it does affect them. 
Uh, Cole Milks is a fine player that comes off the bench for Winfield, uh, but he doesn't quite have that same outside touch or the same confidence in his offense where uh, Gabe is, like I said, he's a confident player, a senior, and uh, he's been there for several years. I know he has Coach Edwards' confidence in his shot, and so he's the guy that you can hear him say, you know, shoot it when you're open because that's just the type of player he is. So, no, he's a great X factor for them. Well, uh, it's going to come, a lot of this is going to come down to uh, five camera slam of Buffington there uh, against uh, Cool Hand Luke. Uh, um, Buffington, to me, I don't know if you call this downhill running, but when he starts at the top of the key and goes to the basket, he comes in with more force, more strength, more like a bowling ball than anybody else I've saw all year long. Um, you know, that's his trick where uh, uh, Luke Helligy, um he's a basketball player, man. He reminds me of a Ty Northup. His footwork is great. Um, Luke can score inside. He can shoot mid-range. He can hit threes. He can do stuff when you need it. He's always cool, calm, and collected. Um, talk to me a little bit about that matchup. No, they're two of the best. I think uh, they both represent their conference as well. You know, uh, I'm sure they're both going to do just fine tomorrow night. Uh, Their focuses of defense, but they've been that way all year, and they've been able to get their points. And you you mentioned Buffington. It was one of the exchanges. I was watching the Notre Dame game when uh, Delaney got a run out and kind of got a half Duncan transition, and Buffington was next to him, and Buffington got the ball, and it was, I'm going to the basket, and Delaney kind of stepped in front of them, and then he made a little move and sidestepped, and Delaney kind of fell backwards, and you could almost see the relief, just the relief on Delaney's face, like, okay, I really didn't want to take that charge. I'm glad uh, I'm glad he avoided me, because he had a full head of steam coming downhill, and that's, you know, that is a big, big guy coming down the middle of the lane if he wants to come down there and uh, he's just got such great body control that even if you're trying to take a charge he'll just do a little half step and elevate over you and so he's he's a, a great athlete and a great basketball player uh, when he wants to he can knock down that outside shot and you see uh, coach Edwards point him out to make a little more space for Abram inside and uh, probably underutilized in that role where he probably could maybe take two or three more outside shots and be pretty effective at that if that was part of their offensive game plan. And then you have Luke Kelly. He's not as gifted an athlete. He's not going to elevate and uh, two-hand dunk on anybody. But uh, like I said, he's just so smooth on the outside. Quick release. If you give him an inch, you know, it's just a rhythm shot every time. It's just confident, consistent. And then at the end of the games, ball always seems to find his hands. And if they have a lead – He's going to knock him down at the line. He's got no problem with that at all. He's going to finish off teams at the line. So uh, he just does a great job, like I said, just physically controlling himself. Both guys have that knack of uh, getting to the free throw line off offensive rebounds or great feeds from teammates. And so, yeah, those two guys are going to score, and you're seeing two of the best in the area. All right. Well, Scotty, uh, I'm going to ask you a question since you're running out of questions. Uh, uh, how How – what kind of atmosphere? I mean, I know uh, Coach Edwards said he couldn't hardly coach because he couldn't even hardly hear. I know Minneapolis is a smaller gym with the kind of a lower ceiling. Uh, uh, but, I mean, people are becoming everywhere. Uh, I know you've got a daughter, I think, that goes to school in Fairfield. Um, um, 
Yep. What do you think of the gym? What do you think of the atmosphere we're going to be seeing? Well, I've always loved that gym there. You know, I lived in Fairfield for some years, went to a lot of games there. And quite honestly, I, I went to uh, the one, the ones I've been to most recently were watching Mount and play um, back when they had uh, Faith Pope because I wasn't missing a chance to watch that kid back in the day. But uh, um, I love that gym. It, yeah, it's bigger, but it, it will be, I think, filled to capacity. I know we've got a live stream out there, too, for some folks that if they can't make it or what have you. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a daughter that goes there. I'm sure we'll be dragging the kids to the game, and then they'll be uh, spending all my money at the concession stand and bothering me. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be a good time, a good family night out uh, for some great basketball. And to Coach's point, um, yeah, Luke Kelly, if I had to describe him in a word, it's, it'd be smooth. That kid is about as silky smooth with a basketball in his hands as you'll see. Uh, he may not have quite, you know, that athleticism and explosion that a Buffington has, but he'll get his, and he'll be a he'll be a nightmare matchup for somebody. Um, you know, the one thing I noticed about Cam that I that I appreciated in the Notre Dame game was your Coach Edwards say, you know, going to that fourth quarter down the thirteen or whatever they really needed to get defensive stops, and him not being in foul trouble, as, as Coach pointed out there, uh, he could really play loose on the defensive end. I'm not kidding you; he ate every shot that went up near the basket. Um, you know, you got Liam Delaney going to WIU. I mean, that's a Division One basketball player. He's very good, uh, very athletic. But the, the difference between him and Cam's explosion, and I mean, it was real apparent in that fourth quarter. And I think that's another, we call it an X factor because we know about it. And it's on display, you know, nightly. But um, that could play big, you know, down the stretch. Because once he turns loose, and it's hard to get a shot off around that kid when he decides he's going to, He's going to put it all out there and uh, doesn't have to be saddled by any kind of foul trouble or anything. So hopefully they can keep him out of that uh, down the stretch. Um, you know, the, the thing I'm loving the most about this is we get we get a team from Southeast Iowa and the Round Guy Radio family that's going to go to state either way. And uh, good luck to both teams. Yeah, we've got a shot at four, four teams. Uh, well, we're guaranteed to have one. Uh, although I hate it when, you know, when it comes down to two teams from Southeast Iowa. Um this is two Southeast Super Conference yeah. teams. Uh, well, uh, Coach, uh, I'll tell you what. I called the game uh, between Holy Trinity and North Mahaska. Um, North Mahaska is a real difficult team to put away because they shoot more threes than anybody else in the state, uh, take more attempts, and even uh, uh, an off night, they're going to get a lot of points. And they, they did hit a lot of threes down to the end, and it wound up kind of coming down to the end. Um and they had to, they were behind like enough points that they needed to foul to stop the clock. And they always fouled Luke Elegy, and he always made those free throws. So in the last 50 seconds of the game, he kind of put them away. But uh, Scotty's been talking about X Factors, and the X Factor in that game was Maddox Griffin. Uh, uh, I was going to name him player of the game, uh, hands down, for all he did uh, until Luke kind of had to keep making those, because gosh, he. You know, they needed to stay four points ahead of them, you know. So he, and he'd hit both, and he'd get four and five points. And then, boom, they'd hit a three, and they'd foul him. And, it, you know, just like that, you know, w without him hitting all those free throws down the end, he wouldn't have. But uh, at the end of the game, I found out Maddox only had four points, you know. For a kid that only had four points that looked like to be the hands-down player of the game, you know, just how many steals and, and just momentum changes and, and assists and – defensive plays and, and just hustling to pick up loose balls and stuff that he made in that game. Uh, what, 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 what do you think about that? 
a Matt, uh, like a, a player like a Maddox Griffin that, that's doing everything and uh, uh, maybe not piling up all these massive stats, but, you know, something like that could just come down to a loose ball or something? Oh, yeah. No, Maddox, he does a great job. He's that senior leader that's, you know, he talked about unselfish, and he's going to be the guy that's diving on the floor, getting that steal, helping off. Uh, he does a great job for Coach Helig. I know he always talks about him as being his glue player. Uh, he's been doing it for, you know, he's been a three years down there putting together a nice career, and now he's gets the chance to move on. And Winfield's got one of those guys, too, and Carter Lloyd, uh, just another great athlete that's going to give it everything he's got. And Coach knows, Coach Edwards knows he can put him on uh, somebody for Holy Trinity. And I don't have to worry because those Maddox and Carter, they both have that same defensive mindset that we're going to be tough as nails and everything you do is going to be difficult. And so both those guys on the defensive end are just – guys you have to be aware of because they're they make a difference down there and so uh yeah like i said you just go down their lineup and it's almost not quite mirror image you know athletically or basketball but they do a lot of the same things and uh both five guys you know they just play well together so you got two great teams that are well coached and uh i just want to mention you also have kind of a special identity with both of them where you have a coach that has his son playing for him uh, and you don't get anything better than that uh, when you're when you're a father and a coach. It's it's special, and they both have this uh, this moment now tomorrow night that win or lose, it's pretty special. So it, it, as a coach, you always appreciate that being able to coach your son. Well, coach, I'm gonna let you um, uh, send us off with any other thoughts or perspectives or anything or any particular thing you're going to be looking at in that game. No, like I said, this is going to be a great game between two teams that are, oh, just uh, both well-deserved. Uh, they put in the time, they put in the energy, and so uh, either one that represents Southeast Iowa, we're going to have a good team up at state that we can cheer for uh, and do things the right way, and uh, I'm just happy that we were able to be part of their journey and uh, hopefully made them a little better when we had our shots at them because uh, they made us better as team. All right. Well, thank you, Scotty, for being with us. You got it. Thank you, Coach Kissel. Uh, we'll see you guys. We'll all be uh, uh, there at the what I'm billing as a Southeast Iowa Super Bowl. I hope uh, I'm sure to live up to the expectations. Thanks for being with us, guys. No, thank you for having me on. Yep. Thanks.